Well, I appreciate uh, your patience in terms of the timing for the podcast lecture. I was hoping to wrap it up in two, uh, and my elaboration uh, carried me a bit farther than I had hoped, but I will uh, provide a third segment of this episode so that we at least have a complete chapter five. As we were wrapping up the prior episode, we were just reviewing what we had done in terms of charting the direction with objectives to achieve the planning purpose of strategic direction and knowing that we have used the primary objectives of marketing, financial, and societal, including cause-related, as well as the secondary objectives of marketing support, which include both internal uh, marketing uh, support as through internal marketing uh, to employees to motivate and ready them, as well as external customer service marketing support. And with those objectives, that sets um, the way stations or benchmarks along the way that if we achieve those objectives, we will in fact have attained the direction that we have set. Now, there is one final role of strategic uh, direction or planning direction, and that is shown to us on slides 525 and 526. And that is the direction planners, oftentimes mostly in the top levels of the organization or the C-suite, they not only have the responsibility for planning the direction, they have the responsibility to be considerate of how the planning direction and the objectives they set facilitate the actual product, place, promotion, and price marketing mix strategies, and that they facilitate even the day-to-day -day implementation of those strategies. So although it is not the responsibility of the top-level planners to perform the specific marketing mix strategy planning that we will uh, lecture on in subsequent weeks, and it is not the responsibility of the top-level planners who set the direction to certainly do the day-to-day -day implementation of marketing mix programs and activities, but they can be considerate and make sure that their planning direction and objectives do not constrain and limit and hinder the marketing mix programs at the tactical level, excuse me, the marketing mix strategies at the tactical level, or the day-to-day -day implementation of marketing mix activities at the program level. They should consider, have they allocated enough funding? Have they prepared enough expertise and training? Have they acquired the kinds of technology resources and information resources to research? Have they looked at ways of integrating the various uh, marketing mix elements so that uh, the planning of project teams and the uh, arrangement of even the office and communications networks facilitate 
a coordinated approach. All of these can be taken into account in the upfront planning of direction and setting of objectives. And when this is done, it's called shaping the marketing mix. It's going to shape the marketing mix either way. What we are talking about is doing it in a visionary way, a foreseeing way that supports and reinforces the tactical and program level. And if you do it in that foreseeing favorable way, you shape the marketing mix in a optimistic way and not in a pessimistic or detrimental way. And so to do that, we simply have to take it into consideration and the vision for taking those additional levels from the direction at the top C-suite, the way we take those additional levels into consideration is merely by looking at them outside of the perch of our top level C-suite and making sure that what our direction and objective plans have done in terms of setting them do in fact have a constructive impact on the tactics and programs and not a constraining influence. And so the strategy pyramid on 526 shows us that that is the view that allows us to favorably shape the tactics and programs merely by considering and accounting and accommodating for them so that we don't hinder them and we optimize them. And when we see the strategy direction of planning has been already established. We just completed that in chapter five at the top level, the capstone of the pyramid. And now we wanna make sure that what we've done in that direction facilitates and is favorable for the tactical level of strategies for specific marketing mix elements, as well as the marketing support. We even as planners wanna look beyond the tactical level to the lower level of the pyramid, the day-to-day -day program implementation. Has the training been done? Have the supplies, have the offices and facilities been set up in a way that makes it easy to execute? We have to take that into consideration and in setting the direction as planners. And when we do, we will have accommodated the shaping of the marketing mix in the chapters that follow. I want to thank you for your patience and hopefully these Lectures have explained the concepts in a way that adds a verbal narrative to the visual narrative of the slides and the textbook pages, but also adds a narrative of understanding for your study of specific pool items so that you not only know what is the right answer in terms of A, B, C, D, or E, but through the verbal narrative, you have a better understanding of why the correct answer is right. And those types of understandings improve your performance as opposed to mere rote memory of the letter that is the correct answer if you understand the reason and the logic for the correct answer from the verbal narrative of the lecture podcast, you improve your understanding and improve your likelihood of effective performance on the final exam which I hope for all of you. Well, this will conclude our chapter five uh, planning and strategic planning direction lecture. 
And I will be addressing you uh, through email about the other items uh, that we have to address uh, as a class. I will be giving you feedback on the ethics quiz. And I will be giving you some direction for coordinating the completion of the group activity, making sure that all groups have the appropriate understanding to make an effort to submit the extra credit activity. And therefore, I will, in the email directive, make sure that everyone has an equal level of understanding and set an appropriate deadline where those who want to submit and get the credit will have the time to do so. And this is why I'm delaying to make sure first the ethics exam was taken successfully, and then secondly, to give enough time for the understanding that I can provide by email or by phone conversation. I've explained all of this in the course delivery plan, but that's why I want to take some time and be gradual before setting a deadline so that there's not one student that did not feel that if they attended on March 9th, if they did not, they're not eligible. But if they did attend, that I did not rush the deadline, nor did I prevent them from gaining the understanding to complete the project. And therefore, those points will be available to everyone. And you'll get that information by email. Just giving you a few uh, class administrative notes that I will address. But thank you again for listening. Until the next lecture next week.